the only way we're going to get more of us up there, whatever up there is, yeah. right? Whether that's the executive level role, right. whether it's a boardroom, whatever, whatever it is for it is. you. Right. You're only going to be able to do that if you have support and you're supporting one another. Yeah. Like, I really don't like that traditional old school belief of it's just me and I'm the one who's going to get there. Yes, from a numbers game, there's maybe one CEO position, but you need support to get there. Hello, hello. Welcome to a very special live episode of Tuckered Out with Ami Tucker. Coming at you from the inaugural summit of Salute in New York City. Salute stands for South Asian Ladies Unite to Empower. Their mission is to build an impactful community of South Asian women focused on innovation, unity, and progress. Members are rising leaders in their fields who are making decisions to shape the present and influence the future. Guys, I can't tell you how much I love this community. The founders have built something seriously very special for South Asian women. And, you know, the summit itself was not only impactful, but it felt really warm and intimate, which is not easy to pull off. I had a blast talking to so many amazing South Asian women who are just dominating in their fields, checking out all these amazing brands, and also running into all sorts of friends. It felt like one big reunion. I had so much fun, and I hope you enjoy this very special live episode honoring the women of Salute. Please check them out at www.salute.community. My name is Simran. I'm the founder of Girls at Invest. I am a venture capitalist investor and angel investor of Forbes 30 Under 30. And Girls at Invest is a media company that just breaks down investing jargon for young women. Amazing. Okay, so then how did you get involved in Salute? And what was your panel about? Well, I got involved in Salute after seeing the amazing work that they were trying to achieve, especially with young women, getting them to learn more about money, about investing, growing their wealth. And the panel was just breaking down, you know, what does an investor look like? How do you get started? What, what's an angel investor? You know, there was someone there who angel invest. There was someone there that's worked at JP Morgan for 20 years. It was myself. And I think we don't really see women come together and openly talk about money and talk about wealth. It's such a taboo topic or, you know, a bit more hush. And so it was nice to have it open up and be very authentic. Right. So I heard you also have a podcast. Yes. Congratulations. Thank How you. is that going? It's going well. We just hit our 5 million downloads. That's amazing. Congratulations. So I guess my question is, when it comes to finance and South Asian women, why do you think our community is so scared to talk about it? Because I will tell you, I'm obviously a South Asian woman. Mm-hmm. I'm married. I've been married now for 14 years. Oh my God, Jesus Christ. And... <laughs> Even though my husband continuously tells me to look at all our, he, I mean, he's encouraging it. Mm-hmm. I am scared of it. I have this yeah. fear. So yeah. what is it? Why? I'd like to reframe the question maybe and say, why do you think he knows more? Because I think we believe that some people... Because he's making more money. Well, actually, when women do invest, we make more money than our male counterparts. Studies have found that female investors, retail investors, if we were just putting our money into public markets, and also fund managers that are run by women, both types, we make more money than men. But I think there is... I want you to repeat that so he hears I'm good. (laughs) But I think it comes down to, you know, the studies and the stats and the data show we're really great at investing. But I think we have more imposter syndrome, but we think there's more to know that we don't know. And what we see when men invest is they jump in head first and they sort of, you know, they know what they're doing. They try to figure it out. They make a few mistakes, but it's, you know, $100 here and there and then they get their sea legs. We feel like we have to know all of it Mm -hmm. before we even get started. And so when we do start, we do well because we have the knowledge and the research. But what I always try to encourage and, and believe is, you know, even with $100 or $10, if you can manage that, you can manage larger sums. Yeah. Well, I have two daughters, and so I'm really trying to, I think for me what happened in a lot of first-generation Indian Americans, especially, and I said mm-hmm. an accent, so I want to ask you about that, but I feel like it was the fathers doing a lot yes. and it kind of weirdly passed down. Yes. And it's definitely now, you know, women like you that are that are doing this and writing the books and talking about it out loud, 
it's odd that it's a taboo subject. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it absolutely should not be. But I think it's, I'm realizing how important it is because I want my girls now. For me, that's my inspiration for sure. Um, tracking back, where are you from? New Zealand. Okay. So then how did you end up in the U.S.? Um, well, I travel between the two countries. So okay. our community is primarily based in the States. Okay. Um, but I grew up and reside in New Zealand. Very cool. And then who are you excited to meet here or see? I am just so excited to meet the community. I think meeting the people that have come and hearing their stories and their journeys and what makes them want to be a part of Salute. I think we've all got the same mission in mind. So it's yeah. always nice to see. It's really cool to have like a room of South Asian women yes. that are like so powerful, which we have been, yes. but like to be able to come together and really talk, right? Yeah. And then what's next for you? Well, we um, are looking at book number two. Oh, so nice. that's very exciting. Um, but mainly just focusing on the mission, Growing okay. Girls That Invest, and just getting the word out there that, you know, it is not hard to start being an investor. Yeah. An investor looks like this, it looks like this. It's not what we've had in our head. The next time I see you, I'm going to be an investor. I'd love to say if anyone is listening, you know, if you're looking for a community of like-minded women, if you're looking for a place that champions women, check out Salute. They're doing amazing work. And it's just, it is so nice to just be surrounded by people that are so excited for their futures and for the futures of others. Nice to meet you. Lovely to meet you. And congrats on everything. Thank you. I'm Neethi Narula. I'm a yoga and meditation guide here in New York City, and I just led the mindfulness break for the group. I so needed that, by the way, after (laughs) all those cancellations. I was supposed to be here last night. Long story short. (laughs) And then how did you get involved with Salute? So I am the advisor to Mindful Movement at The Well. So Rebecca Parikh and I are colleagues, and she invited me to come lead a mindfulness break. Very cool. And what did that involve? Because I missed the whole thing. What did, okay. you, what did you do up there? So what we did up there, everybody's been sitting for a while. Right. So we raised the level of energy. We stood up. We moved around just yep. naturally, organically, arms up, did some breathing. And then we sat back down and tapped in for a little bit of meditation. And I guided a tool that I use every single day in my life to sort of turn the volume down quite literally on the chaos and the chatter in the the mind. Yeah. And amplify what you really want to hear from the inside. Right. I love that. And then I know this year's theme was inaugural, obviously, but you know, the theme this year is collaboration over competition. And I love this because as South Asian women, we tend to go for the latter. So what about this theme resonates with you? The thing that resonates with me about this theme is I want to be the type of woman who says, um, you know, a colleague, a competitor, so to speak's name in a room that they're not even in. Right. Because I've seen people, I've heard of people doing that for me and I just know how powerful it is. And I think that's the kind of, when you do that, you really are lifting each other up without needing any sort of credit for it. Yeah, it's true support. Yeah, true support. True support. That's awesome. And who have you met here? Are you excited to meet anyone here? What panels are you excited about? You know, I'm excited to meet everyone up there. I haven't had a chance to mingle much, but I think it's from the conversations that I've caught, I think there's actually so much potential for for this community to benefit from mindfulness practices. And so I just, I want to have the conversations and help people tap into tools they already have. Like everything in a mindfulness practice is already within you. It's just a matter of finding it. Yes, totally. We need to find it. (laughs) Um, You know, there's a lot of South Asian organizations that have evolved over the past few years. It's all great and I love that our community is growing and getting together for these conferences. What do you think it is about Salute that's different or special? I think that it is founded and based on such a mission to not only empower and uplift women, but to create community as well and to really connect people with one another, which I think in a non-competitive way, right? Right. So 
I think that's what really makes it stand out. I, I will tell you, I've done 10 live events this year and everything's been great, but I've never worked with a team that has been so generous, honestly. And I'm not just saying amazing. that because I've been <laughs> <laughs> no, they just, it's been, they have been exactly what they preach for me at least. And so you um, don't hear that very often, you right? Yeah, it's, it's legit. I'm telling, I'm saying this behind your backs. <laughs> <laughs> so I, yeah, I, I agree. And I, um, I don't know. I'm blown away by this summit. I think amazing. Fantastic yes. Job, so. I couldn't well, agree really more. Nice to meet you and so win, nice so. to meet you. Thanks for having I'll me. See you session. Yes. My name is Diva Palazzolo. I am a managing director at JP Morgan in the private bank. My role is to advise clients and endowments and foundations and family offices across the wealth management spectrum. I'm here today because I was introduced to Salute by Neha Shah, and I have not had the opportunity in the 20 plus years that I've been in finance to really connect with my community in a way that's meaningful, not just personally, but professionally and, and across industries. And I love being able to be with all of these super impactful women that have a shared experience that we don't even have to explain to one another. And that is a feeling that I haven't had in a very, very long time, particularly like in a professional setting. Right. So it just feels great to be able to bring my expertise and how I can lend it to somebody else and vice versa. I just, I, I think this is just a fantastic forum. It's energizing, right? It's soul filling. Yeah, it really soul filling. That's the word. It just, it's like, it's filling my soul in a way that I haven't had in a long time. Yeah. So you said 20 years in the profession and you haven't been able to connect with their community. Is it because of lack of organizations like this? What do you think it is? I think for a long time, for me personally, I was trying to assimilate and I was trying to fit in. I was trying to be a part of what the environment was. White America. White America, mm -hmm. 100%. Um, and I don't think there was a platform like there is now. I think since COVID and this shift the country has had to be more aware of other people. Americans are not just white Americans, but they look like every kind of person. And that's the beauty of why we're here. But there's a platform for it. And there's right. actually a place at work for it. And there, it's being encouraged for the first time. And so I'm lucky. I feel like I'm lucky that I stuck it out. Okay. Because if I hadn't, I don't think I would have experienced this opportunity to, you know, integrate my personal life with my professional life in right. this way that is really meaningful. And, and truth be told, as a private banker, wealth is being created mm -hmm. everywhere and particularly in our South Asian community. And I, all else equal, I'm, if I'm as good as anybody else, if there's an Asian family, a South Asian family, and they have a choice to work with somebody like me, I would imagine that they would at least want the opportunity to meet me because right. there's a lot of, again, that unspoken bond understanding that I have culturally, but I certainly bring all the expertise of a person who has been in finance for, for 20 years. Right. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because the theme this year, the inaugural year, is collaboration over competition, which, you know, I've done 130 episodes of this podcast now, and the one theme I'm finding from all my guests is that we are still in competition with each other. Men, mm -hmm. women, but just South Asians in general. Mm -hmm. What have you found in your field and what resonates with you about this theme? You know, I have to tell you, I haven't found that at work. Yay! No, I, I have to say, Maybe if anything... people that are crazy. Well, I, first of all, there's not that many yeah. female, client-facing women who are... MDs. I, th I think there's many, many more now, but I have found that there's been a tremendous amount of collaboration. And like, awesome. if I do find another South Asian woman, whether she's senior or junior, like I, I bring them into the fold because yeah. I just feel like it's, we, we have power in numbers. Yeah. Um, so I haven't found that to be honest with you, which perhaps that might be something different that I might experience as I'm getting more and more involved in the community. But luckily it sounds like I'm bucking the trend there yeah. that, that I don't feel that way. And I actually, for me, when I define Asian, I, I define Asian as like, not just Southeast Asian, but like 
Asian. Asian, Asian yeah. across the entire continent. And so I, I do a lot of collaboration with just who, what I think is my community across the demographic. And I just, I haven't, I haven't found that yet. That's awesome. Well, we need more mentors like you, so please stick with us. Who are you excited to meet or see today, or what panels have you seen that you can talk about? I want to hear how people are trying to understand finance. Like, I, I want to hear sort of the basics, because I feel like what I do is for families that are very large. So it's, right. it, I think it's always good to simplify and see, like... What's happening on the ground. Yeah, I do. And, and also more for my daughter. So I came back from listening after spending the evening with Simran last night and I came back to my daughter and I said, I have 50 podcasts I would like you to listen to because she's 14 and she hears me talking and my husband, he's in finance too, talking about it too. But I just feel like if she can hear it from words from somebody else, it's like simplified it a little bit better. Right. I just think it would be a great thing for her to understand. I have two girls too and I really want them to be more feel more empowered. Yeah. I'm learning now in my 40s. Yeah. And I'm like, I see my nine, I have a nine and six-year-old, yeah. and I'm like, mm-hmm. I want you to be way ahead of mommy. Yeah. Like, I started a little, not later, whatever, better yeah. late than never, but yeah. um, definitely am feeling that urge to make sure I know enough and I they see me understanding finance yeah. and embracing it yeah. so they can have the power to do it themselves. But I think it's fantastic that you're here and that what you're representing is very, very important for all of us. I feel so lucky that I was connected with Neha because I just didn't even know this existed. Yeah. And it's really, it's not just, I mean, it's really high quality individuals that have a lot to bring to the table in their respective industries. It's not a bunch of finance people or a bunch of media people. I mean, it is diverse. Yeah. And a diverse group of perspectives, um, experience and everyone is so nice. I was just saying that I'm like, I have worked about 10 events this year and everyone's been great, but I have not worked with a group of people like this. Everyone is welcoming. Everyone's welcoming. And there's a warmth to people totally. that is genuine. And I'm just so excited to see where this is going to take me. I, well, thank you so much for yes. talking. So um, Priya Singh, Chief Strategy Officer, also Senior Associate Dean at Stanford Medicine. So we're part of Stanford University, but we're also a large health system. And how did I get involved with Salute? Well, first of all, Ira and Neha are just wonderful. The best I'm gonna, ever. They, they're just amazingly Can you impressive. Adopt adults? Can I adopt? Well, let, well, they're already adopted by me, so they're not up for adoption Can anymore. I, Can you adopt me too? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll help with the nine okay. and six-year-olds. Okay. Let's okay. just say. Okay. But yeah, honestly, in fact, it's funny we should talk about about adopting them because um, I was telling them today. I feel a little old saying this, but I'm really proud of them. Yeah. Um, it just makes me makes me proud to you see young women like them, South Asian women leaders, deciding to bring a group like this together. I yeah. mean, I think it's huge. This is the first summit. Yeah. And what a success. And yeah. I can see them scaling and growing dramatically, just even sitting in and, and think I have a 23-year-old and a 21-year-old. Oh yeah, you're, you're and dog, I just... They're dogs again, though. They are dogs yes. again, okay. yeah. They're okay. not puppies, but they are dogs. Okay. In other words, they're sweet and lovely, not sweet <laughs> unconditionally all the time. We have, to, we have to do a whole podcast on dogs. Have, <laughs> yeah, have, exactly. So then how did you meet them? And how did you get so them? they actually reached out to me. Okay. There was really no sort of specific connection. You know, I wonder if a little bit of it was maybe wanting to connect with leaders in different industries yeah. and healthcare was, you know, and, and sort of academic medicine is, is where I am now. Right. And I also have sort of an, an unusual journey into healthcare. A lot of people who certainly once they get into leadership roles in healthcare have grown up in healthcare, sure. so to speak. And, and I didn't, I started, I was born and raised in Bombay or I guess I'm supposed to say Mumbai. And I always um, say Bombay. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And came to California on vacation and on a whim applied for a job at Levi's Strauss and stayed at the company for 10 years. Did I expect you to say that? <laughs> well, this is exactly my point. I didn't grow up in healthcare. Right. So Levi Strauss and then the startup world for a bit, Oracle for a little bit, and then landed at the Stanford Business School and on to Stanford, okay. Stanford Medicine. But I think maybe that was the reason, you know, just the, the unusual path and then uh, you know having been in healthcare now for a good chunk of time that I think Neha and Era thought it might be helpful to yeah. maybe
maybe get my perspective. Maybe yeah, I'm a leader for sure. So, what is it about something? Because I, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot more South Asian organizations out there now. There yeah. have been. It's yeah. growing. What do you think is different about them? I, you know, I'm in love with yeah. leadership as well. I think yeah. that for me, having worked with them this year. I'm just the feeling I'm getting working yeah. with them for yeah. me is yeah. like, okay, this is different. What is it for you? Well, I mean, look, there might be a lot of South Asian organizations out there. I'm not sure that there are all that many, and maybe I'm just not aware of them, for young women specifically. I think that's what makes them a little bit unusual. I think it's sort of the life and career stage that they seem, although they're likely to expand beyond sort of that stage that they seem to attract right now. But nevertheless, I think that's a useful stage for women to get, to be able to build that community and get advice from each other and listen to other leaders and experts. And quite frankly, there's so many things about my journey that I just sort of had to stumble through. And looking back, I just wish that there were some really simple things that people had told me and I feel like this is an opportunity for these young women to get some of that guidance and that information and that sharing from each other that I never got, yeah. that I just had to sort of figure out. Yes. Um, you answered my next question, which is, don't you wish you had this? Yes. You know, I, I, sort, I mean, look. Seeing other women that look like us. Oh my gosh, look like us. And those women telling me certain things right. or, you know, giving me certain guiding principles or whatever it is. Yeah, um, back. Nobody ever told me you should deeply care about an organization's values. Right. Nobody told me that. No, and I didn't, I didn't, you know, and I didn't learn that it was important to me, there's no question, but it wasn't as important as maybe the title was or the compensation package was. Of course. And I only realized how much an organization's values matter to me until I went to a place that didn't really have the values that yeah. I wanted to sign up for. Yeah, yeah. So it was, you know, it was not having that. That That made me realize that I really cared about it, which actually took me in a very proactive way to Stanford as an employer. But yeah, that was one thing. Or even just sort of, you know, you don't have to have one or two mentors. You can have 10. You can have a mentor for each sort of aspect. I'm like, by the way, (laughs) didn't know if you knew you were my mentor. (laughs) Exactly. It's important to have. Yeah. And you don't have to label them mentors, but there are different parts of your life and your journey and your and your career that different people can guide you. It can be mentor uh, slash therapist. Yeah, exactly. That's what I like to call them. Yeah, yeah. Who have you met that you were excited to meet? What, you know, the panel so far? Here today. Yeah, here today. I haven't quite, uh, I don't, I'm not going to highlight anyone in particular, but I do think the whole investing financial side of things is, has been an interesting part of today's conversation, just because it isn't just about, you know, sort of manage your own financial journeys, but it's sort of like, get outside the comfort zone of investing and and really, you know, learn from your own path and experiment a bit right, and, right. you know, play with Don't it a little scared. bit. Don't be scared, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And not everything is, you know, what your parents did in terms of, you know, property and gold, as, as they often, you know, one, of the, one of the seekers said, you know, gold and property <laughs> yeah. and cash is what My mom was all just South like, Asians. you want this gold or this gold? I'm like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Exactly. And my wonderful 23 and 21 year old won't even wear gold. Yeah. I'm sort of like, maybe that will change you know, someday. I'm like, I'm wearing but... Target earrings right now. We're fine. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, if you can give like a shout out to Salute, like to the audience. I really think it's not about the organization, it's about what you're going to get from it and immersing yourself in this community purposefully, sort of coming into the Salute world and thinking about. That journey, that path, that ladder, whatever that goes yeah. in different directions, yeah. and really thinking about contributing to the community as well as sort of this give and take a little bit, which I think could be really, really like an exchange. Yeah, um, yeah. and I think they're um, ready and prepared to to grow and to take that on, and yeah. and I think it'll be fun for people who join uh, join the group. Yeah, awesome. So, I'm Neela Montgomery, and I'm based out of Boston. I'm British, as you can hear, and 
I have been a retail and consumer CEO, um, the CEO of Crate and Barrel and the president of CVS Pharmacy. And now I work in venture capital and sit on several boards. Very cool. And then how did you get involved with Salute? I got involved with Salute because one of the board members or advisor, Joythi Rao, is a friend of mine. And she asked me if I would come here and share my career journey and be the keynote speaker tonight. What did you feel was unique about Salute versus like other organizations you've worked with? Well, when I was coming up through my career, I don't know that I invested enough time in South Asian kind of groups. Okay. And, and it was wonderful to see so many women earlier in their career probably than me who are supporting each other, there for each other, cheering for each other, learning from each other. And that just creates an incredible positive energy. Right. I was interviewing a few people before you, and a lot of them have said that growing up and going through their career journey, they didn't have this kind of support. What about you? Well, I've been very lucky in my career, and I'm going to talk about that in my um, fireside, which is to have many sort of mentors and sponsors and groups and support networks. It's just interesting that this one is around cultural lines and I think that kind of Asian identity part is not something that I had the same support around uh, growing up. Right. You know, I actually really love the theme of this year, inaugural year of collaboration over competition. I do feel like as South Asians and particularly South Asian women, we feel that. What does that theme mean to you? Yeah, it's very interesting. Throughout my career, I've gone to great lengths to avoid competition. I just haven't put myself in a context where I felt I've had to compete with other women. I've felt like I've always reached out to support my peer group. And if I sense those dynamics, I tend to kind of remove myself. And so I've been very lucky to have that pattern. And what I really see, and I hope for the next generation, is that that will be the norm. Yeah. And that you won't have to make quite such an effort to navigate those those waters. Salute, it's a positive force for women. I really encourage you to check it out and come join our next event. Thank you so much. Name is Bhargavi Varma. I run Brown Girl Angels, which is an angel investing collective focused on amplifying brown girl wealth, supporting brown girl founders. And I was invited to be at the summit as a panelist on the financial literacy panel. But this is especially really exciting because I've been eyeing the work that Salute's been doing for a while now. And, you know, you just kind of put it in the back of your head somewhere. You're like, I want to talk to them, figure out what they're doing and how we can work together. And then here I am. And it's just so serendipitous and perfect. So It's interesting that you say that because for me, it was the same thing. Mm -hmm. Something about them. Yeah. I was like, I couldn't put my finger on it, but I was like, I know, I didn't expect to do this, but I was like, I know I want to be part of it. Something about this organization spoke to me. Yes. Can you put your finger on it? Um, I think with organizations, I mean, we're going way back, way back, but there's been organizations that have created these kinds of forums that end up becoming, they end up becoming just party places. Some of these were like, you go, you think you're going to some panels, and it's just like one giant... Shocking. South Asians Asians trying to get... Yeah. No. No. I also think, end of day, you just quickly look at and go, oh, these are people I want to meet. Wow, she works here. Wow, there's a woman working as an MD at, you know, JP Morgan. Oh, my God, these are people I want to meet. And it's that initial reaction of... You can just tell. And I think Neha herself and Era. I was telling Era this story last night about that she's at she's in brand strategy at La Mer. And I was like, wow, I have to tell you, when I saw that you work in strategy at La Mer, it really hit a note for me personally because La Mer expensive. Skincare. Oh, yeah. I got their right. foundation. Right. Exactly. I'm like one molecule a day. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just a little bit. Just only today, on the tip of my nose. Yeah. That's fine. And I still have yeah. some left. Like La Mer is that <laughs> brand. Yeah. Exactly. And you're like, nobody, when your friend comes over to be like, can I try some? You're like, oh, oh no, 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 you home. can't. No. You cannot my try. Mom, no, you don't need it. Exactly. That's the La Mer. <laughs> and growing up in, I remember in high school, we would do like skip class and go to the mall. And I remember this one time, the cool, two cool 
white girls. Were they cool? They were, were they, they uh, no. uh, perceived cool at the time. I was like, wow, yeah. they're wanting to hang with me and we're going to the mall. And I remember this moment where this Huawei girl walking through the beauty counter area and I was like, oh, what's that? And she was like, oh, you could never afford that. And I oh, remember uh-huh. that stuck. Wait, I'm sorry, what? She's like, you can never afford nope, that. Nope. And that nope. stuck in high school. And I've not, I'm like, I can afford that. I've never touched La Mer. I've never looked at La Mer. I always walked past it because in my head, it was always this, oh, that's not for me. Right, right. Makes no sense that I think that, but it's amazing how those small things happen. And so to see Era, and I'm like, you're in brand strategy at La Mer and you're a South Asian woman. What a time we live in. But what, yeah. pa- what panels have you heard today that have been exciting for you? I know uh, it's not over, but I you mean, can talk about something. The one that just ha- followed us, which was, I don't know the name of it, but it was talking about investing in right. the founder journey, Yeah, like heavy weights. I'm listening to the woman who um, started Girls That Invest. Yep. 2,500 women and moving them through is incredible. Tell me a little bit more about Angels. Yeah. Um, so we are doing two things. One is just spreading the word of around angel investing from a learning point of view, because okay. just the prevalent conversation tends to be that, especially women, I find a lot of young women in corporate who are really well into their careers, have investable income, but just haven't found a platform, a safe space to learn about angel investing. And these are women right. who are lawyers, who are, you know, really all different kinds of accountants to business owners. Right. So I think there's one aspect of Brown Girl Angels, which is just around the education in a really comfortable, relatable space around, okay, here's the mechanics of angel investing. Here's the stuff. And then there's part two, which is, oh yeah, I have, I have some capital, but where am I finding deals? And there's so much out there to do that. There's so many companies. So there needs to be a curation element. That's where for me, for those who want to join me on the impact element of right. investing, which is invest in a company led by a South Asian female founder, they're not seeing enough capital coming their way. They are in and in some really interesting verticals, right. raising capital. Let's it doesn't have to be exclusively for them, but let's primarily or at least preferentially look at their businesses right. Right. and let's invest in pool our money together in a really simplistic way of saying it, pool our money together and I mean, invest. I need to be involved in this. I am starting, I have started my own media company. Small, but now that the podcast has grown. Huge, I, huge in the I last few years. I need to understand my next steps financially yeah. now. You but, can give a little shout out to Salute and just tell the audience why you love them. Yes. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, I am fascinated and feel empowered and really, really energized to be part of the Salute community because they're building a community where you actually get to see the benefits of being around people that are two things, one relatable, two aspirational. And as you're in your journey as a founder, as an entrepreneur, or even at a crossroads trying to figure out what you want to do, you want to be around those two kinds of people, relatable and aspirational. And to me, that's what they're building, but building it with just a lot of really great checks and balances in place where you feel like this is a really good use of your time, energy, and money. Right. So I am thrilled to see this community grow and I'm so happy to be part of it. I think it's a great also combination of intelligence and Mm -hmm. kindness. Yes. We need that. Yes. Right? Yes. So badly. Yes. Well, nice to meet you. Thank you. And we'll have a great time. Yes. Done. Done, done, done. (laughs) My name is Neha Shah, and I am the president and co-founder of a company called GEP. I'm also the vice chair of a nonprofit called Breath USA. And many other nonprofits as well. <laughs> You're like, I can't. <laughs> and then, how did you get involved with Salute? So I was invited because the current Pratham USA CEO is a, is an advisory board member of Salute. Okay. So she introduced me to the organization, and she said that there's a lot of focus on building in the community, particularly among South Asian women. Right. And uh, a lot of interest in entrepreneurship and uh, the founder journey, and and also really uplifting our community. So right. I just I just love that message and I was like, count me in. What do you think? And I know Salute is focusing on South Asian women, but what about it? Why do you think it's different? I think it's different, well, just from today's experience. Right. Right. I, I find that it's a very kind of, even within the South Asian 
women community, right. it's a diverse group in terms of age, background, location, uh, interest areas, legal to healthcare to, again, founders of businesses, just nonprofits all across the board. And what I really liked about it, and particularly I saw that in real kind of life today, right. was it was just very grounded. Yeah very humble, yeah. very, very much about just helping each other and uplifting each other rather than, you know, a story behind uh, rather than posting on Instagram rather than posting on Instagram <laughs> although so how do we say I mean I'm sure we all did that too yeah. Yeah. but it wasn't but it, just about yeah that. it wasn't about it wasn't just about that right. it was really just about uh, the community and helping each other and yes maybe I was invited as a as a panelist but literally in the first 10 minutes I walked in and was listening to the inve- investing panel and I learned like three new things and it was great And then similarly, the little intermediate focus on mindfulness and meditation, which is a big, big thing I do. And I consider myself uh, reasonably well-versed, but it was just a great reminder. And so I I really like how, at least so far, what I've seen, how they've orchestrated the whole event. And also the keynote speaker is somebody I've, I've gotten to know because we're in a in a fellowship together at the Aspen Aspen Institute. Institute. Yes. Yes. Where would you like to see this organization go? I see so many areas of opportunity for bringing this community together, providing like really great resources, mentorship to up and coming founders, but also even if different fields, I think because of Instagram and all these other channels, there is this kind of belief system that you have to be a founder to, or a founder to do something and you have to exit or an influencer. (laughs) Yes. Founder or influencer, but there's so many paths to impact success, but more importantly, how I measure success is just really uh, the impact, impact you had made and impact could be literally on one individual. I think salute can be a vehicle, a really strong vehicle. I would love to see salute of course, have its main mission, but right, then, then be out. a great network or ecosystem Control. for even nonprofits and getting the awareness out. I can too. see them doing that. They have that kind of leadership. Yes. So. Yes. Well, it was awesome meeting yes. you. Yes. Nice meeting you. And I will let you go thank and you. maybe have a drink with you. Yes. Later. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> My name is Paul Samani. I'm a speaker and advocate, and I'm at the Salute Summit today to kick off with a workshop on your power to live and lead with intention. Awesome. How did it go? I missed it. I knew I was so sad you missed it. I know. Um, I think it went well. I definitely got a lot of energy from it. I yeah. hope the audience did too. I tried to have some self-reflective questions throughout the conversation so that people could really start applying some of the mindsets and tools to their life like right away. Right. And in the breakout sessions, you know, I had to kind of give a peace sign to get everyone to calm down because they were really getting into conversing with each other and, and reflecting and opening That's exciting, up. Which though. was great. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's lovely to see and and all the feedback from everyone afterwards has been so rewarding too. Do you feel a different energy here in this summit? Oh, it's such a great question because so Ira and Neha had specifically wanted me to kick off the summit right. with this workshop as they said it to set the tone. Right. And I think it did help set the tone because, you know, I tend to present in a very open book sort of way. Mm-hmm. Like my life is an open book. And I think the more vulnerability that we show the world, the more the world embraces you back in cool. return. Mm-hmm. And so by opening with the workshop, by showing that vulnerability right away, I think it actually paved the way for others throughout this day to share some of their own stories. And I think that makes it for a more powerful day. That's my whole theme for the podcast. If I'm open, then people will open up. What makes Salute special? What makes Salute special is two of the words that are in the acronym itself. Uh, you know, there's obviously South Asians. Mm-hmm. There's obviously ladies uniting together. But the two words that I'm personally drawn to are to empower. Yeah. Because when I think about what to empower means, it means showing vulnerability. It means sharing our stories. It means sharing our experiences, giving others the permission to do the same. And through that, learning from each other, holding each other up, and championing each other going forward. Where would you like to see Salute go? Like events or, you know, um, what kind of panels would you like to see? Obviously, there's some amazing panels today. Or mission, I don't know. What, what do you think 
they could do? What do you see them doing? Mm -hmm. There's so many directions this could go. I mean, even just taking today as an example, the audience itself is filled with a diversity of backgrounds. And by backgrounds, I mean number of years of work experience. And when you think about the needs of the salute community, that's going to differ yeah. by women who are earlier in their career and in earlier life stages versus those who are further out. Right. And the value that comes from the conversations can differ. So right. I think there's an opportunity going forward to bring subsets of community together in different ways. Some, some right. conversations are going to be more mentorship um, from the more tenured to the earlier. And yeah. some are going to be yeah, just more honest experience sharing within the same cohort. Right. Uh, I think the sessions that we had today, um, you know, obviously today was a you know, maybe half fish day summit right. and there are a lot of meaty topics that were covered and there's opportunity for almost any of those topics to be full day workshops totally. and the energy is clearly there from the audience to want to have those breakout groups, want yeah. to have those questions and there's so many more events that could be held. Yeah. But that's really just the beginning. I think there's a lot of great potential for salute and the community that it's composed of and the energy that's being created to right. to drive a lot of change going forward. Yeah, I uh, totally agree with that. I think also what I've been hearing and, and I've been feeling is that they've created this community, not to sound cheesy here, but like where no one really feels left out. We all know there's the influencer community mm -hmm. and there is this whole, you know, people feel left out of that, the creative space of it. Mm -hmm. I feel like they've created this organization and put together such, like you said, a diverse group of women together, different stages of career, different ages, whatever it is, it just feel, and everyone's a badass, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and it feels comfortable. It feels like you can open up. Mm -hmm. And I think also it's important for all of us to remember impact doesn't mean you need 30,000 followers. Mm -hmm. Impact can mean you have impact on one person. Mm -hmm. We need to change the definition of that, which yeah. I think you can feel that here. I don't know. That's how I feel. Like. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that goes back to this point around empowerment and, yeah. and how do you define that and what shape can it take and right. to feel like you've empowered even one person with your story. Uh, you know, something that I shared in the workshop is that by sharing what I was going through, I was developing a survival guide for other people. And that's, and that, it's that survival guide that I was sharing with yeah. everyone today. And if even one person is able to apply that survival guide to their life and empower themselves to more effectively navigate their life or make the hard decisions yeah. in life, that was me having an influence. Yeah. And that was... I need that survival guide. Oh, yeah. Give it to me next week. Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah. good talking to you. Yep, as always. My name is Neha Singh. I am the co-founder of Salute, and while that is my life, it feels like all the time, my day job that pays the bills is uh, I work for JP Morgan. I'm the marketing strategy lead for innovation economy. So basically JP Morgan's fancy way of saying all things startup and venture. So that is what I do for a living and outside of life. And then in terms of how Salute started, it's an interesting story. We actually created the logo years before we ever decided to do this as a thing. It was an idea that I had and Era had separately. Okay. And so originally there was another co-founder, uh, Justine Singh, and as life would have it, she had a baby, she had to pull away. So I was like, oh, like I, you know, I need a partner for yeah. this. Era separately in life, we, we've known each other for a long time. She was like, yeah, you know, I'm like trying to start this thing for South Asian women. I was like, no kidding. I have the branding and we should do this. So it was kind of serendipitous. We ended right. up doing this together um, and started during COVID actually. Okay. Because we were like, you know. As all good things. Do. As all good things. Yes. Um, because pre-COVID life was crazy and yeah. COVID allowed us to honestly just sit and yeah. be like, what do we want to do? So I still remember when we did our first event with Olka Joshi, it was online. We were so nervous. We're like, no one's going to come. Like, no one's going to come. It's not going to work. We No one knows us. Pleasantly surprised. It worked out. That was the first virtual event. Elka's now on our board, which yeah. is even more amazing. But yeah, honestly, just led, went from there. So you have two full-time jobs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just it's no big deal. No big deal. And, and, just, and you don't have caffeine. <laughs> um, so first, I want to 
I know it's not done yet, but yeah. a huge congrats. Oh, thank you. On the summit today. Thank you so much. I will tell you, I have been to many of these. <laughs> and this, you guys, it's classy, it's warm, oh, it's inviting, well-organized. Like, it's, no, I'm telling you, it's been fantastic. You'll hear the interviews. So I know it's hard to pull these things off. I know you have a team, of course, but I know how exhausting it can be. So congrats. Thank you. Really appreciate how, it. it means how a lot. are you feeling watching all this right now? It's really nice. I think being able to see all of these women who are in different life stages, different professional careers, different backgrounds entirely being able to come together and share a really special day together is so meaningful and I think too it also gives us a lot of like determination and encouragement to do more and do different things like obviously today is just one facet of what we could do but like we could do more sector specific things we could do more life stage related things so the wheels are turning which is which is always fun but no honestly just really happy and really appreciative we've had amazing partners like you who have been supporters since day one no questions asked right like and that's all you can truly ask for, whether it be all the speakers leading up to this event or the ones that were here today, all the brands that were here today. Everyone was just like, yes, like, let's do this. And yeah. so it makes you feel like you did the right thing and that we're building something amazing. So I will say to that, the reason why we all we are all drawn to you guys is because of what you are putting out there. Oh, it has to be that way. Yeah. So there is the energy, of course, the mission and all that yeah. stuff, but... I'm going to sound like an old auntie here. It's, like, it's just the energy that you guys put out. Oh, thank you. All that, it's all that really matters, you know? And and I've been asking people, what what do you to salute? Mm-hmm. What is it? Of course, the mission and what you guys are doing, but many of the guests have said the leader's names. Yeah. Really so I think you should know that and give yourself credit. And the other thing people have said is that all the workshops and the panels could be their own thing. Like yeah. I just said, like that could be a whole day panel right there on, yeah. on finance yeah. or, you know, what Natasha did, what yeah. Carl did. Um, and so I think everyone feedback wise is saying we would love to have a summit just on that one topic. Yeah. I mean, even someone earlier today came up and was like, I really would love to do something on women's health. And another person was like, I want to do something on public health. And another person was like, by the way, you should totally do something on women in F&B and hospitality. And I was like, these are all amazing things. Let's do it. Let's figure it out. So I'm really excited for 2024. But it's really kind that people are taking our names. But I will say one thing that when we started Salute, we were really big on was that this is not our show. It's about the community. And so we're so happy that people know us and they like us and we're like that's great but thank you so much but um it's also really nice to know that even if we weren't in the picture people like and love being a part of the community yeah because I feel like a lot of times what's or at least in my experience people stay with an organization or they like an organization for the founders and for the leadership but the actual community isn't there for them and they're not doing anything right and I feel like that piece is something that's so important that like what you built has to live with and without you. Right. So, so far so good. Right. But yeah, absolutely. Well, I think it's also, I love y'all's theme of collaboration over competition. Again, I talked to a lot of women today and everyone feels very included. Yeah. There's no, even at our age, in our thirties and forties, there's still times when people feel like it's high school at some of these events. Oh, yeah. And you guys have managed to make sure that that, does, that doesn't happen, whether that's, I'm not sure how, but it's been, I think the people that are drawn to you guys that have come, it's such a diverse group of people with diverse meaning age-wise, career-wise. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just really smart how this community has grown. Yeah, no, I'm really thankful for it. And I think, Two, I think there are a lot of places where women come and they hear someone speak and then they walk away. From right. It. But how do you allow that member or that person in the audience to actually do connect. something and connect? Yes. And I feel like that part, like it's actually, I think the best part about today is so many people are like, I want to plan it. Like, right. I want to do it. And I'm like, great. We will do whatever we can to support you. We're here. But like, right. I think that's the part that's successful. And I think to your point also, like, I mean, we felt on the other side of that, right? Where you're like, uh, like you see everyone and you're like, yeah, these, this is the same crew or these are the same people who do these things. Right. Or and like, I'm not a part of that. Or like, I, that, I'll never be there. And I feel like we, me and Era both as co-founders have had those moments in life where we, we felt like, oh, like we're not included. Or like, that's actually not for us. Or like maybe later in life, right? Right, um, right. 
So it's it's very good to hear. And I hope that's something that we can continue to keep on because it's just so important. Like everyone needs a spot. Yeah. And everyone needs a spot. And yeah. there's no need for anyone to feel like they don't belong. So no. you have, you guys have done that beautifully. Oh, thank you. Sure. Talk about people you've met today that you haven't met before, oh that you're gosh. excited to meet. I never actually never met you in person, oh, yeah. which was crazy. <laughs> I feel like we have though. I know. I know. It's like, you feel like you have, but I will yeah. say like, I think, um, oh gosh, like there's so many members and so many organizations that people have come from that yeah. are just like so compelling. And yeah. I wish I remembered all of them in this moment, but I will say even just like as like a kudos to you and what you've been doing, like for me, I think that was a huge validation point when we started talking to you and you reached out and you remember and you're like, let's do something yeah. with this. And I'll say like, even meeting you in person, that energy translates, which I think means a lot. And I think that went for a lot of people in the room where it's like, it's yeah. so nice to be able to see like the energy that you feel online or you see right. and it's real. Know, yeah, it's absolutely real. Yeah. And being in a room of women like who are at different stages in their career. I've met someone who is like, I'm 45 and yeah. like, even this was like so compelling to me. And then we met someone else who was like, I've made like five career pivots and I don't know exactly what group I fall into, but I'm doing something here and we're going to figure things out. Right. So, and so I think every single member has been really awesome to me, but yeah, it's been a little overwhelming. Yeah, of course. Because you're just you kind of like when you, yeah. when you get to bed, when you wake up tomorrow, you'll be like, oh, we did this. That happened. Yeah. Word. No, <laughs> but I think what's what's also amazing is how many women are here who have done amazing things in their careers and they've never talked about it. So many. And like, they've never been the ones to be able to, like, they don't, they don't get spotlighted. Yeah. yeah. And like, I think that was also another thing where I'm like, there are some really amazing yeah, women. Yeah. Who have yeah. done amazing things. Like even today, like meeting um, Seema from Morgan Stanley. Yeah. That was huge. Yeah. I mean, what she has built at Morgan Stanley and then also on the side, what she's been building as well with Girls Invest, like it's absolutely amazing. absurd. Yeah. So no, she's, I, she's one of those that's putting her head down and doing the work. Powerhouse of a woman too. Yeah. And, but you would never know. Yeah. Right. And, and I think that's the unfortunate part sometimes where like, if you, if you're that type of person who's like focused on the work, yeah. sometimes people don't know about don't know it. About it. Right, right, right. And um, so it was, it, those would be the yeah. definite well, things. the platform is here then. I know. No, definitely. Yay. I have a question for you. Of course. So like in terms of your career, you made a ton of pivots. I know that you have like, like a legal background. You've done like, you've done like, oh, oh like went that whole route. Yeah. Then you have like, I think you did like, did jokingly, you said you were like, you had a b- bunch of other careers like like Bollywood and oh, others, and then you your mom on top of it, oh, yeah. which is and yeah. to two kids from the age of ten, if I'm not Nine mistaken. Yeah. yeah. So as you've been pivoting in your career and really investing in Tuckered Out with Emmy Tucker, mm-hmm. like I'd love to know like what has been the hardest thing about this, especially balancing all of this and making this a priority like full time. And two, what's something that's like surprised you that you've been like, oh, like I never thought this happened. And third. Where is some place right now, as you sit here, that you're like, I wish I could do this or like what my next step is going to be? So I'm just throwing like your whole life journey at you, but I'm just curious. I think the hardest thing for me in this journey, having started over and over again, my my journey is obviously a little different, meaning I've had to start over again because of my Mm -hmm. husband's career. So Mm. straight up following his career, let's just fully admit that he's the one at, at this point, still making the money. I luckily have the personality where I'm interested in so many things mm. and love adventure. So I was able to pick up and go and try different things anyways. But having to start over and over again in different industries, especially in the creative space, mm-hmm. imposter syndrome. I was like, I always felt like I was kind of at the bottom of the barrel, lowest rung of the ladder yeah. kind of thing every time I've started. So, and like, you know, I did go to law school. I am a lawyer. I did work at Enron. I've done these things. But when you start over again, again, especially in creative, it's like you haven't done anything. That to me was hard, letting go of that ego a little bit, mm-hmm. imposter syndrome. And then being a mom with a husband who's working 90 hours a week and moving, we're moving every two years. The reason why this podcast works, the reason why I finally, you know, I was working, I've tried different jobs up until like this four years ago. Um, I just knew for me, myself, I wanted to do something, but I wanted to be there for the kids. This all just, the podcast just fell into place. Yeah. It it started out of of desperation. Oh, wow. Because I was like, I had two kids under two, three. 
I, he was gone all the time. And I was like, where's my voice? Mm. I can't just be this wife of this big executive. Yeah, no. Like, this is not what you're I like, was this is, Yeah, you're so like, this is came, not what I wanted to do. I literally started this to have a voice. That's huge. I think internally something was boiling inside. Yeah. Probably from childhood, too. And yeah. Definitely have dissected that a little bit. So it's been hard to, to figure out. I'm a mom. And I'm definitely a martyr. And so I've had to figure out how not, how not to be mm. a martyr. It's still a struggle. Yeah. I still, I mean, happily, I think. I don't have to dig into that too. You know, the kids and him have always been first in terms of schedule mm. and this and that. I'm, it's changing yeah. over time. Um, but it's definitely a balance for sure. So I am going to be pivoting. Oh my not meaning podcast still goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, still Tucker Out still goes. I have some big ideas. It's amazing. Because I do love our community. I'll continue to work with our community. Mm-hmm. I want to empower South Asians. Yeah. But I, the podcast is potentially going to be going in a different direction. Mm. A, an exciting one. Yeah. It's time to go a little bit more mainstream. Yeah. But also uplift our community. I think, I mean, we've talked about this, but I think even with like Salute, you're in a scenario where you know, yes, we want to have like a South Asian female professional network and that's so important to us. But at the same time, one thing that we constantly say is like, you're not going to have the luxury to just work with this community, right? So like you, even for 2024, what we've thought about is like, okay, well, like we need male, non-South Asian speakers. We need to make sure that we're doing networking events with other organizations that can give access and opportunity to this community because access and opportunity is unfortunately not going to just only come from us. And so I'm excited for that for 2024. Yeah. And last question. Yeah. Uh, you have two kids under the age of 10. Yeah. Well, one's almost 10. Almost yes. 10. Yes. As you're thinking about your career, your path that you've taken, and then your husband's career and the path that he's taken, like, what is the one thing that you want, like, your kids to take away from both of you? Like, life lesson-wise, career-wise, like, what is one piece of advice that, like, you feel like, or maybe lesson that they can take from both of you? That mommy and daddy can both work, and then mommy and daddy can both be at home. Oh, wow. And I don't, I'm not old school because I'm old, but I don't think there's anything equal in life. I don't believe in this mm-hmm. equal 50-50 everything. I'm just better at <laughs> shit at home than he is. I'm just better, yeah. and I like it. I want them to see me work. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because I mean, they maybe stay-at-home wives, moms, partners, whatever they end up doing. Or may not get married and yeah. probably end up living with me for the rest of their life. But... <laughs> Just be have the you have options. I want them to have options. No, it's huge. Absolutely. Or just be a stay at home, whatever, or I don't know, go save the gorillas, but have options in life. No, I love that. But I will say on behalf of Era and I, like you have been an amazing, amazing supporter of Salute, but more than that, just like a true inspiration in everything that you're doing. And we absolutely love you for it and it's amazing to see you do all the things that you do like even today I mean not everyone knows like the fact that you had through so many travel issues to get here okay. but you got Do here smoke some weed now just kidding it's okay no, that's why I'm you. a makeup lady I know it looks beautiful yeah, but yeah. no just wanted to say thank, thank you guys this is awesome it was awesome hi my name is Era Ray I am one of the co-founders of Salute and I also work in global brand strategy at La Mer, the luxury skincare brand. So tell me about the beginnings of Salute. Yes. So this is my personal story, but the reason we started Salute was because we heard so many versions of this story with other amazing South Asian women that you bring stories to life as well. But basically I used to be in consulting and I worked in retail and consumer and then I fell in love with the beauty space. Like I knew I had to just work in beauty. I had a passion for the space. And so I took a good six months to figure out what I wanted to do. Meaning big company, small company, do I want to work in marketing? Like there's so many paths even within beauty. And during that time, I was talking to people just to understand what are the different paths I can take? What should I think about? And I had this moment that I was just meeting so many incredible South Asian women in fashion and beauty and retail of that world. And I had this moment of, I'm looking for you. Like I'm going on LinkedIn, I'm reaching out to my networks, I'm, right. you know, asking Ami, who do you know? Like all of that. And I was like, why is there not an easier way to do this? Right. And the more I talk to other like-minded professional women like myself in different industries and functions, I like telling my story in beauty, but yeah. no matter who I talk to, the more I heard this story. Yeah. And that really, you know, I was talking to Neha, who's my co-founder of Salute, that really 
resonated with us and we're like, you know, let's do something about this. So we're like, let's try building this community and see what happens. And frankly, we've been blown away by the support. We're now 150 members. We today having our inaugural salute summit where we are bringing brought together a hundred of our member supporters. And I think it just shows that this was a need. This was something that people were craving. Much needed. Yes. So that was where salute started. And I'll, I'll be honest, like when we started it, we were like, let's just see what happens. And we're just blown away. By the was sport. there a, a plan initially to have a summit or was this something that kind of evolved? No, it evolved. Okay. I mean, we we always knew. So we started in 2021. So yeah. it was um, you know, arguably post-COVID, during COVID, whatever. Um, so a lot of what we were doing was virtual. Okay. And obviously the big pillar of salute and the big value is community. Right. And as we started doing more virtual things, people were just like, they were craving in-person connections. Right. Um, and we started to do events in person, um, right. a lot in New York, because we have a huge community here, but in other cities as well. And the more we talked to people, they were just like, we were like, we have to do this. We have to just bring everyone together, yes. our board, our speakers, our members, their connections. Um, so no, when we started, I would have been like, no way. We're going to yeah. do it. like a summit. Like, that's crazy. How would this happen? It's a lot of work. Yes. And yeah. even just the idea of getting a hundred like-minded South Asian women together, like it just felt so crazy. Yeah, totally. But the more we, you know, the more we talked to the community, the more we did this events, it was just like, we need to do this. Yeah. And so we so, did it. You know, I was thinking about yeah. it. I was going to ask Neha this, but then we, got, we started talking about ourselves. The membership. Yes. Can I talk about that a little bit? Because I know women that would love to join. So to the audience, why did you guys decide mm. a paid membership? Yep. And by the way, I love that it is. Just yeah. so a side note. It's a good and then question. Two, what are you guys looking for? Yes. So we thought about this a lot in okay. the beginning in terms of the strategy and, you know, do we make it paid? Do we make it open? And there's pros and cons to each. So a couple of things. Like we knew we did not want to make it cost prohibitive for anyone because right. our value, one of community inclusivity. But what we liked about the paid model, frankly, is that and it's a membership model. So two right. things. So there is an application, but the paid model is it does force people to think a little and do they want to join this versus just click and sign up type of thing. It for, forces a, a commitment. It's yes, too that word, too. Like yes. Some kind of commitment. Exactly. And right. they're thinking about like, you know, they're actually doing their diligence of right. is salute for me. And right. then when they join, you know, it's kind of like a gym membership. I mean, yeah. yes, you might sign up for a gym and we know a lot of people sign up and don't go, myself mm-hmm. included. Mm-hmm. But... When you're joining, there is a level of commitment. Right. Um, so right. that was that. And then you asked about what are we looking for? So one thing we were very intentional about is the goal of Salute was not to be, was to be a professional organization for like-minded women, but not focused on one industry or function. So I joke, the goal wasn't to get a bunch of ex-consultants like me in one room because I feel like most people have that. You have your industry affiliations. You likely have your friends who work in beauty and consulting again. I'm picking on myself. So what we do is, you know, you do have to apply. And we vet the applications and we look for diversity. Meaning we're looking for women in consulting. We're looking for women in beauty. But we're also looking for women in media, in nonprofit, in lawyers, doctors, all the above. So if you look at our membership base, small and mighty, 150, it is incredibly diverse. Because we think... Part of the power of the community is getting to meet, yes, like-minded professional women, but from different fields and different right. aspects of life. Right. No, well, you have whatever the formula is, <laughs> it, uh, you have done a great job diversifying the membership. It feels like you're meeting people at different phases of their yes. careers, different yes. ages, different industries. And the other thing, and I've emphasized this, I've probably said this word a thousand times, but Meg is like, yeah, I've heard it. Um, It feels so inclusive. Yes. Which I think, you know, obviously the theme is collaboration over competition. And that just hits nail, hammer, because I think that's one thing that a a lot of us have not gotten over. Yes. Including myself. Yeah. Um, It's the whole, is there enough room for all of us on the table, at the top. Totally. Whatever, whatever you want to call it. And so even that theme being out there, it just, I think it resonates with everyone. Yes. You know? And that was really important to us because yeah. the only way we're going to get more of us up there, whatever up there is, yeah. right? Whether that's the executive level or whether it's a boardroom, whatever, whatever it is for it is. you. Right. You're only going to be able to do that if you have support and you're supporting one another. Yeah. Like I am a strong belief. I am 
I really don't like, and I'm saying this about myself, but that traditional old school belief of it's just me and I'm the one who's going to get there. And so I'm not going to support others to do it because yes, from a numbers game, there's maybe one CEO position, but you need the support to get there. I'm just interested in knowing what are you guys thinking? Like how much do you want to grow? Because from my point of view, you guys can grow. (laughs) Yes. yes. 150 could easily become 500. So I'll just help you your head. What would you like to see? Yes. And unfortunately, I mean, I'm not going to give you a clear answer because I think we're still thinking through that a little bit. We want to grow and we're seeing the demand, the excitement, all of that, if you will. But we want to also be thoughtful about the growth and make sure that I think one of the things that our members have really valued is the intimacy of the community so that they don't feel like they're one of 5,000, but there's one of a number that you can actually say, I'm going to reach out to Ami about this. Um, That being said, I do think there's ways to grow in a sustainable way, if you will. One thing we're thinking about is like, we have a big center of gravity in the Northeast. Um, Just, we have a lot of members here. And how do we maybe create, I don't want to say sub-chapters, but also just have other centers of gravity in other parts of the country. And so I think there's things like we can do there in terms of, like more grassroots or local okay. chapters to really catalyst that. Cause like, I know the excitement is there mm-hmm. and we've got you. And so the need. The need. So I don't have a clear answer for you, but that's an answer. Yes. Right there. I just want to say congrats. Thank you. This has been the best five hours I've been in. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, well, I've been here for five hours. We're only what we are because of our community and for people like you supporting us. So thank you. It's a very warm, but not just that, like, Just a really good environment. Thank you. Congrats. Tuckered Out is hosted by me, Ami Tucker. This episode is produced by Genie Media with Genie Saraswathi, Ashley Tuff, Micah Sweetman, Hans Andres, and Laura Radescu. You can follow me at Tuckered Out Podcast on Instagram. And please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts.